Hey, mamas, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday. I hope your week is getting off to a great start. I am super excited for this episode, which is entitled, Are You Watering Your Real Self? A Lesson in Vulnerability. Uh, This is going to be a really funny story that I hope you will enjoy as much as me, something that happened to me a couple weeks ago at work that I thought, hmm, this could make a good podcast episode. So before we head into that, I just want to remind you, if you have not done a rating or a review for the podcast, please do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And as we wrap up June, remember in July, I'm going to be doing the Summer of Moms. I'm going to be interviewing some mom friends on just their mom life and how they lean into Jesus for all things. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So let's get ready for this episode. Are you watering your real self? Here we go. Hey, mamas. You're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Okay, let's get going. I am going to open up with our anchoring verse, which is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 through 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Have you ever thought of that verse? When we are a new creation in Christ, the old has gone and the new has come. I know that that's a really popular verse when people first become a Christian. It's probably one of the first verses I, you know, what I read or highlighted in my Bible after getting a Bible and becoming a newer Christian. And when when you're a newer Christian, you know, everything is um, living for Jesus, living for Jesus. And I, and as much as we all want to say every day we live for Jesus, we know that we don't uh, because we also know that we all fall short of the glory of God every single day. And, you know, the last couple of years have been hard. You know, COVID has really um, done a number on a lot of people, mental health wise, uh, job wise. Like we are just living in a different society in a different way of living with just so many things, just our world in general, that we have to really be reminded that we are in Christ and we are a new creation. The old is gone. And really, what does that 
new self look like? What does that real self look like? Well, let me tell you a funny little story about how this episode came to be. About a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, my husband and I went down to the outlets here by our house down in um, San Clemente. We have this really beautiful outlets that overlook the ocean. And we just went to sit for a Sunday. We went to walk around. I needed to go get like a little sweater. And they have a store there called the San Clemente store. And it is a little like almost like seems like an Etsy shop, but it has just a lot of really cute gifts and a lot of stuff that's uh, you know, around San Clemente, which is a which is a town a lot of people go visit. It's actually where I grew up. So I just feel blessed that I get to live in a place where people come to vacation. But in that store, they had a little alcove of gifts. And in there was some really cool uh, air plants and uh, just uh, like jewels and like shells and just some really kind of cool, artsy, trendy kind of stuff. So uh, if you know me, you know that I do not have a green thumb and I really don't have a lot of plants in my house. Our whole house outside is we have turf out front. We have water, you know, really no plants in the back. We have one fig tree that we have to water. But I'm not really a plant person. I never really have been. But I have a lot of people that I work with that are like plants are really important and they're good for the environment and we should have real plants in our office. And I'm I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to I'm going to get a little plant to put in my office. So I find this super cute air plant like you guys, it is so cute and I buy it and I put it on my desk. Now, if you have an air plant, you know that they do not take a lot of water. So I um, have a couple co-workers who have air plants also and one of my co-workers has a little spray bottle that you can spray your that she sprays her air plants with every week so I was every week for the last three weeks watering my air plant and I go over to her office on Monday mornings I go over her little cubicle I get her little sprayer I'd spray my plant I put it on the end of my desk and so many people complimented me on my air plant oh my gosh that's the cutest little air plant where did you get it I'm like I got it at this cute store in San Clemente they're like it's so nice looking it had a cute little square like Chinese bowl I mean it's just it's just it's really cute so last Monday I uh, go over to water my air plant and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, Melissa, you're doing a great job keeping this plant alive. You are watering it every week. You're taking care of it. The leaves are super hardy. Like they, it looks perfect. This air plant looks perfect. And I start to look at the air plant and as I'm looking at it and I'm spraying it, I'm thinking, huh, my air plant doesn't look as nice as, like, doesn't look the same as my friend's air plant that's sitting on her desk. And I and she's sitting there and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm feeling my air plant. Like, it's really hardy leaves. And then it dawned on me. And I said to my friend, is this air plant real? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even, I can't even tell the story. Okay, so she's like, oh my God, you have been watering your fake air plant. So, you guys, for three weeks, I was watering my fake air plant. I died laughing. I literally peed my pants. I was laughing so hard. I was crying. Somebody else came over because they're like, are you okay? And I'm literally in the fetal position on the floor laughing so hard because I had been watering a fake air plant for three weeks. And when I told the other coworkers about this, 
the ones who really know about plants were like, oh my gosh, I thought that that air plant was real. It looked like a real air plant. So as I thought about this story, and now they're all teasing me in the office about the fake air plant, I thought, you know, hmm, this is kind of like our life. We water the fake plant. Like, what do we do in life to show up as our un, not real, unauthentic selves? We do it every day. I do it. I know I've been doing it, right? And I thought, man, I got to stop. I got to get back to watering the real me. So I have been reading the book, uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Actually bought this book for the leaders on my team uh, in my my affiliate marketing business. And I we've been reading it as a, as a leadership team together. And I've been reading it. And if you know Brene Brown's work, you know it's all about, uh, it's all about vulnerability. And so this whole fake plant, real plant thing got me thinking about vulnerability. And how do we take care of our real self so that we can show up authentic in everything we do? So I thought I would talk about three ways that you could work towards becoming vulnerable and water your real self. So this is a lesson in vulnerability. Now, I am not there 100%. I'm not going to lie. I have not, vulnerability is something I struggle with. Um, I'm getting much better, but it's hard. And I'm sure it's hard for everybody because, you know, for, I don't know, most of us, it's because, we just are fearful of being vulnerable and fearful of showing our real self. And in Brene Brown's book, uh, Dare to Lead, she quotes her other book, Daring Greatly, and she talks about this vulnerability armor. And she actually lists 16 different examples, but I'm only going to talk about one of them and, and a couple of other things. But let me read this to you. This is what she says in her book. As children, we found ways to protect ourselves from vulnerability, from being hurt, diminished, and disappointed. We put on armor. We use our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors as weapons. And we learn how to make ourselves scarce, even to disappear. Now, as adults, we realize that to live with courage, purpose, and connection, to be the person who we long to be, we must again be vulnerable. We must take off the armor, put down the weapons, show up, and let ourselves be seen. And I love that because that is so true. I used to teach preschool. If you haven't listened to my intro episode, head on back over and listen to it. But I used to teach preschool. I was a preschool teacher for many years. I still work in the field of education. Um, and I also run an affiliate marketing business. But I worked with three-year-olds. And three-year-olds have no problem telling you like it is. Um, I remember, a, I mean, so many funny things. I could write a book on all the funny things preschoolers have told me. But my two favorite were, Daddy can sleep in Mommy's bed again. He's no longer in trouble. <laughs> that, that, was one of, that was one of my favorites. And then the other one was when the little three-year-old turned to me and said, Miss Wheelahan, you take care of yourself and I'll take care of myself. Like, Three-year-olds, you guys, they have no problem telling you. And if you are a mom with young children, you know, they have no problem. Oh, and the teenagers, they have no problem telling you like it is. But thinking about vulnerability as an armor, you know, the Bible tells us, cast your anxiety on me 
right? I will give you rest. There are so many verses in the Bible that help us put down this armor and prepare to be vulnerable. And the first thing I want to talk about is perfectionism. Perfectionism, I think, is the number one reason why people are not vulnerable. It's the number one uh, reason she talks about in her book. It's the number one thing I think most high-functioning people struggle with. It's definitely something that I have struggled with in the past, still working through all of that. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you need to go back and listen to that because I talk a little bit about that and I talk about uh, my core wound healing ex- uh, experience and If you missed last week's episode and you want to find out more about Core Wound Healing, it's episode 9. But perfectionism. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement. Now, I am type A. I am what you would probably consider an alpha female. Um, I'm usually seen as a leader. I am not afraid to ask questions. I live in a constant state of curiosity. uh, A little ADD. (laughs) And... um, I, but I struggle with vulnerability and I struggle with perfectionism because when it comes to being perfect, we want to be right. People who are perfectionists want to be right all the time. Now, I don't need to be right all the time. I have no problem admitting when I make mistakes, but it's hard. It's hard. And so if you deal with perfectionism, that's the first thing we need to let go of. You know that phrase, let go and let God Like, I don't know, if you need to stamp that on your forehead or get a tattoo of it, that's what you need to do. Because the first step in becoming vulnerable is to learn how to get rid of perfectionism. That it's, don't worry about earning people's approval. This is something that as I've gotten older, I've realized I don't really need people's approval. So maybe it's as, (laughs) as you get older, you get a little bit like, ah, whatever, I really don't care what they think because I don't have time for that drama. But, you know, if we could learn, if I could know all the things now, as a 50-year-old woman that I knew, like I wish I knew all those things in my 30s, man, life would have been a lot easier. So instead of striving for perfectionism, think about this. How can you learn from your mistakes? How can you strive for excellence? I had a, a boss who always said, we strive for excellence here, not perfection. Jesus is the only perfect person. We strive for excellence. And you know, when we fall short, we look at that and we reflect on those things and we say, how can I improve from this? Um, in my work, uh, in education and in my business, I am constantly reflecting. What does my team need? What does, um, what do I need to do at work? How did we do it last year? Are we doing it the same way just because that's the way we've always done it? Or does that work? You know, the if it's don't broke, don't fix it. But really away from perfectionism and moving into growth is really about thinking about improvement and how do you take what you know, reflect on it, refine it, and move forward, right? Think about, uh, you know, they sometimes refer to Jesus as the, the, the clay maker, right? The potter, the potter in the hands and they form the clay. And, you know, like you, when you think of a, uh, somebody who works with a clay wheel, they're constantly moving that wheel to get to, and to get that clay to a perfect size, right? And to get it to where they want it to be. But that doesn't always happen with mistakes. Sometimes the clay falls down and they have to start over. And then they learn from that. I can't get the wheel going that fast. I can't get the wheel going that slow. There's all this learning. So think about getting rid of perfectionism and thinking about how you can let go and let go. The second uh, piece to this lesson of vulnerability is to think about your authentic relationships with people 
and with God. Now, if you want to learn all you need to know about friendships, head on back last month. I did a whole series. There's four episodes on friendship based on Jenny Allen's book, Find Your People. But really, for me, when I think about my real self, it's those core three to five friends. Those are the people that I've built real relationships with and I want to spend time with people. Jesus spent time with people. He had dinner in people's homes. He took his, he had his 12 disciples that he had. He spent time with the people in the boat. He spent time praying alone in the garden, but he also spent time with people. Jesus was a people person. And he was a people person because he wanted people to know who he was and the message he was bringing. So when we think about becoming vulnerable, think about your authentic relationships with people, but also your relationship with God. What is that relationship with God? And that leads me into my third. Be filled by Jesus. There is nothing else in this world that can fill you as much as Jesus. He is your best friend. He is the person you should call upon. He is the person you should look to for all things. And Jesus is the person that will help you be vulnerable. Help you get out of your own way. When I struggle with vulnerability or perfectionism, I always go to Jesus. I'm like, okay, Lord, help me see there's a reason why you are putting this person in my life. There's a reason why this situation is happening. You already know. He already knows the outcome. So how can you fill me more? One of the ways that I do this is every morning. So I get up 30 minutes earlier than I probably want to. Well, I mean like, you know, three hours earlier than I really want to, but... (laughs) 30 minutes earlier than I would have to if I didn't spend time in the morning with Jesus. And I have a comfy spot in my room. You've heard me talk about this before. I have a book I'm always reading right now. It's The Dare to Lead. And I'm really not a reader, but over the past year, I have been doing this practice since last August. It is almost a year of every morning, at least 30 minutes. When I was working from home, it was a lot longer, but at least now it's 30 minutes every morning. I spend time with God. I read maybe a book or I read in my Bible or devotion and I journal and I listen to soft music and I just say to God, prepare me for today. Put whoever you want in my path today that I am here to help. That's it. I also surround myself with people who walk the walk and talk the talk. So although I know that my calling is to help point people to Jesus, my inner core, three to five friends, are also people who are pointing people to Jesus. We are on mission life together. We are doing life together and pointing people to Jesus. And those are the friends I choose to have around me so that they can hold me accountable and help me be filled by Jesus and remember whose I am, right? So surround yourself with people who walk the walk. And if you are a newer Christian or you're not a Christian yet and you need that kind of friend, hey, reach out to me. I, you know, I'm always willing to have a conversation with somebody. So it's hard. It is hard to be vulnerable and I and I know it's, you know, takes a lot of work and a lot of self-awareness, but I just want to encourage you mamas to really show up as your real self. You know, take a look at your friends on Facebook and look at your Facebook feed. And then think about those friends, especially if they're your real friend, you know, your good friends, you probably know what's really going on in their life. And think about how they're showing up also as their real self versus their fake airplant self. And I just want you to, to, yeah, to just 
remember whose you are. You are loved by God and that you can learn to be vulnerable and you can uh, show up as your real self. It's okay. It's okay to be your real self. That's what the world needs, more real selves. And so I hope that this episode has blessed you. Um, I hope that you will tune in next week when we are going to have a fun episode on what to do with your children during the summer, now that summer is here. And listen in in July and August when I'm doing the Summer of Moms, interviews with moms uh, from all different walks of life with all different types of stories. So get out there and have a great week, mamas. Eyes open, hearts open, and hands up. God bless. Hey mamas, did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelinghead. Till next time, God bless.